Okay, perfect. Now all of these updates, and they did not change that voice line. <laughs> it's because it's mm -hmm. perfect the way it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. That's I think very there's true. also like a newer version of setting an explicit status instead of just like pretending that you're playing scheduled maintenance on Saturday. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. uh, I'll have to think about it and workshop it because I kind of want it to be something super creepy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'll, I'll figure something out and I'll change it when you guys least expect this. And then, then you'll know. Dude, the, the, okay. uh, the, the chasm with which I'm a little your nervous. understanding of what was just said and your response is so great that I feel I, like... I did not I did not leave the <laughs> chasm. I'm still on the other side. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> 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 sorry that's just like that happens but it's just the it was just like this moment of like i guarantee you nobody has any idea what's going on guarantee you. i definitely did not i gave mccoy a look of like did i what the fuck's happening uh-huh uh-huh okay well, i mean i guess that's just where my mind is at today i guess i'm just apparently over a chasm and you guys mm -hmm. just aren't following mm -hmm. which that's fair great we're gonna start fireworks tonight <laughs> are we Mm -hmm. Sweet. Thanks, neighbors. Love that. Yeah, because it's okay. it's it's a week out from Fourth of July. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> start early and often. You gotta start early. I mean they're saying like listen, if there's gonna be fire hazard, why not spread it out instead of have it all be at once where it could be like really mm. hard to manage at one time. You know, that's yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's really nice. They're just managing the fire de fire department's time. So that's what you think. Except I know on July fourth it's fires gonna be nonstop for two hours straight. I've heard there is um, shortages of firecrackers and such. There was like some guy being like, I will provide for our state. Because I was like, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> or something. And he was like, I am the sole provider. And he's like, I refuse to sell to other people. And I'm going to try to make sure they don't drive over the line with it. And that's my pledge to you. And I was like, okay. All right. Nice. Good for them. Yeah. They feel very strongly about fireworks shows, I guess. Yeah. And there's state pride. It was like the combination, too. It was like really nice. It was like, you know. I, dude, I remember when we would do, like, we wouldn't do any firecrackers, but the people across the street from us would. And they were, like, they were just, like, more, like, down for that sort of shit. But they, like, so they were pretty Republican, but, like, not, this is, like, old school Republican, where it's, like, this is not a problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's no, no one cares. <laughs> They're just human beings across the street, but they do have, really, like, a bunch of connections with, like, the police and stuff. So the police would roll by these illegal firecrackers and be like, that's sick, and then leave. It was fucking <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, like, with their cop cars and shit, they'd be like, dude, can I watch? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'm, as a kid, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, look at this shit, dude. They're lighting shit on fire in the street. This is crazy. It's awesome. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Perfect. All right, okay, should we? Yeah, let's finally hit record. All right. Okay. Let's hit the recording program in three, two, one, click. And we'll clap sync in three, two, one. Perfect. Subnautica week two. Wow. Let's get it. All right. That's very direct. I like it. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, so, we had we had a lot of thoughts last week. We might have a lot of thoughts this week. James has a thought apparently, and I cut him off. Fuck your thoughts, yeah. James. But please go so, though. So so we were given a series of tasks to do mm -hmm. this week, and um, 
I didn't do any of them because I was <laughs> super duper stressed out about this uh, three and a half hour interview that I had for a job this morning. Um, Congratulations. So I did that. Nice. And then I like took a nap for four hours and now we're recording. Did you stress eat? Because that's the one that I like to do. <laughs> oh, I also yeah. did that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. I, stress human thing. I stress ate a lot. Yeah. You got to stress eat. Otherwise, it's not even worth it to be stressed. But at least you didn't. Like, yeah. it's this weird thing where, like, you're supposed to be stress eating according to your body signals. But then, like, you don't do it at the interview. Unless you're like no. really crazy, like that, like stress eating at an interview <laughs> sounds hilarious. really crazy. I would like to be on the interview committee no. of someone who brings like a bag of M and M's or something. It's like I'm sorry, I just I'm so nervous. <laughs> that that actually happened for me. I was interviewing someone for a position, but I don't think they were stress eating is the thing. But just in the middle of the interview, they were, they were eating popcorn. Oh my god! Popcorn? Was this back in the in person was... era, or was this like what? No, kind of... this was this was last week over a Zoom call. Over a Zoom call. <laughs> okay, it's mm-hmm. less weird over Zoom. But oh, it's like still deeply not appropriate. Yeah, in a way, I almost think it's worse because I feel like if someone were eating popcorn in front of me in an in person setting, it wouldn't nearly be as grinding to me as hearing someone chewing over yeah, headphones. Because yeah, because it's, oh, the, God, dis- it's the distance to oh, the God. audio source. Wait. They left themselves off mute while they were eating popcorn? Yeah, they, they were answering questions while eating popcorn. I, I shit oh you not. <laughs> like, God. Eating in the middle of this interview and answering questions. And needless to say, after about five minutes, I think I had the note here, actually. This candidate, no. All capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's no. That's like... I feel like you should give them the note that that was so awful that you like were barely uh, able to I did let focus. our HR department know because, you know, our HR always like wants to have feedback to like send us better candidates. And they're just like, hey, like, what can I tell this person to, you know, because they, you know, I sent them the rejection. They emailed back asking for feedback. You know, is there anything you'd like me to pass along? And I was like, well, <laughs> do I have some feedback for you? <laughs> don't eat during an interview and actually for you listener pro tip don't eat during an interview (laughs) ever probably Mm -hmm. unless unless your interviewer has food themselves and they offer you a bite yeah Yeah, like a a lunch interview yeah exactly i would just say like it's not it's not super hard like I, i do understand okay right because like we were taught like a lot of really i would say like intense like, you're going to act like this. You're going to dress like this. You're mm-hmm. going to address them like this. You're going to, you know. And I think like that I can understand deconstructing that and just being like, yo, this is how I am. This is how I work. I eat popcorn every 20 minutes. Well, it's a part of my vibe. Yeah. See, but that's what I mean. Like, I would not go as far as to be that comfortable. I agree. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would be yourself, but I wouldn't be like annoying. But the problem is they are being themselves and it is annoying. And that's an unfortunate Maybe in some ways that's great though then because then you know that going in, you know. Oh, that's how I feel. That. No, that's how I feel it, about people who like put like you have to be six feet or above in their like dating profile. People are so mad about this on the dating world. I only check in every once in a while because I have no need, of course. Mm-hmm. But you, you see it on, everyone's super <laughs> mad about it online. But what's so funny about that is like, I love that because that, that means I don't, you don't have to interact with that person. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so free. Like, thank you for filtering yourself for me. It's the same thing with this person. It's like, oh, you were being yourself. I really appreciate that. I know that's what everyone has told you to do since you were basically born. And um, I don't like who you are. 
<laughs> and I don't want to work with it. Sorry. That's just the way that exactly. is. But it's great though. Makes yeah. our job easier. You know, it was an hour long yeah. interview. I think I was done after 30 minutes. I was like, all right, well, that's all the questions I have today. But, Here's a question. Yeah. Won't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> Can you mute, mute your mic for five goddamn seconds while you chew your popcorn? Jesus I know. Christ. I think that's how you get a complaint filed against you. Yep. Yeah, probably. which is fine. Mm. Oh, that's fine. I don't think you're allowed to say that in it's interviews. Oh, watch me. <laughs> I don't care. Watch me. I don't know. I've started to be really judgy about people and their use of technology because, like, I think I just come from, like, a gaming background. And mm -hmm. I'm used to, like, hotkeys and shit. And I'm used to, like, efficient uses of computers and stuff. And you can tell the motherfuckers out there that know the hotkey for mute and unmute in their meetings. And you can tell the motherfuckers that don't. And you can tell the motherfuckers that don't and are on another window. And you're like, dude. And then, like, their speed to go from the shit they're not actually paying attention to the meeting for, you know, like, to the meeting, to where the fuck is the unmute button, to... <laughs> one time this motherfucker because on all these programs that to be fair listen this person who did this is not the best computer literate person and i think in this moment we should find kindness to them but i will say the unmute button for half these fucking programs is right next to the leave call button and they fucking straight left <laughs> so it was it was like it was this like fucking excruciating like five full seconds of them just uh, trying to get you could just i mean you can't hear them because they're muted but you just hey uh you know, Bill or whatever, fucking, you know, Bill, like, <laughs> hey, uh, your thoughts on this? And it's sort of like, you can just feel they're trying to scrape their fucking trackpad <laughs> mouse from one monitor. <laughs> Fuck. I'm hitting the side, but it's not going through. Fuck. I got to it. Okay, I'm rushing. Swipe, over swipe, miss, end. Just gone. <laughs> <laughs> and so the end result of that part for the person who asked the question was, hey, Bill. <laughs> Hey, Bill, like, what do you think about this presentation? And then it's just five seconds and the motherfucker just leaves. It's <laughs> <laughs> too bad. So I think you just, that's what I learned to weed people out by. That's a power play. Yeah, is you need to have the hotkeys memorized, I think, in the modern day. But it's I, been a couple I, years, yeah. people. I'm into that as like a supervisor. If someone asks you a question you don't want to deal with, you just could just leave the meeting. I think that's like, I, I think it's a power play. It is a power play. Unfortunately, they they joined back like after like 30 yeah, seconds and had to back. fucking walk their way out of that situation. <laughs> they should have stayed gone, bro. They should have stayed gone. It's so to go. Just say your internet up. went out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And again, like this is not the same as like people's Chromes have been <clears throat> crashing lately for the past like three months, mm -hmm. just randomly. And it's mostly because they have a million things open in their Chrome, right? Mm -hmm. But like they've been crashing randomly in these Hangout meetings. And so it's like, That'll happen, right? Where you just leave and then someone comes back. And then everyone goes like, oh, what a fucking amateur. And then it happens to you. And you're like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> but like, this is this was literally a direct... And I asked them afterwards, what happened? And they were like, dude, I fucking hit the end call button on accident. <laughs> it's this giant red button right next to mute. Fuck. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was gonna try. You know, mm -hmm. transition. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was gonna try and make one up. I was like, you know what else is like a giant red button? But I'm not. I don't actually think something like it does. And you know, when you try to leave a conversation, but you just, or when you, you try to unmute from a conversation, you leave entirely. That is like me encountering a leviathan in Subnautica, mm -hmm. where I've got nothing. But yeah. really, it just you involves did, me getting in a steam off and just going You did almost leave the stream when I away. was streaming a Leviathan. 
that is true. Yes, I was watching. I was watching Raphael play, and it freaked me the fuck out. And I was watching like behind, like you know, just as a third person. I was divorced from the situation, and it was still terrifying to me. Mm. Yeah, I think I was maybe a bit more brazen than you were used to, just like jumping out of my sea moth and be like, "Yeah, oh, I Raphael pick that just up. encounters a lion, and he jumps out of a sea moth, and he's like kiting it around a sea moth, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Get in, run away. Gotta see it. Yeah, he's dancing with it, bro. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really great scan technique. I will say that. I mean, I think Raphael needs to like. Uh, teach classes on like proper scan technique with Insubnautica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trace <laughs> the game, 100%. Mm-hmm. Only because I've definitely tried to scan a couple times. I fail a lot of the time. Um, and especially when it comes to Leviathans, nope, I get in that CMOTH and I get the fuck out of Dodge because I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, ever. I think there's actually a specific achievement for scanning the like Reaper Leviathan. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh no, maybe not. Hmm. Unfortunate. Sounds like an achievement to me, though. Yeah, I would say it's an achievement in my mind because I mm-hmm. have never actually, I've never t- tried to do that. What my favorite thing about games nowadays is, is that like nothing else is an achievement if it's not codified as an achievement. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember back in the day when people were like, "Dude, you know what I did? I got a, fa- a thousand fucking tokens," and now it's like, "Did you get an achievement? No. Well, give a fuck, dude. What are you even doing? <laughs> what are you even trying for?" Like, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Like, was that a platinum? Nah. I'll say that this week, yeah, so, I guess spoilers for Subnautica. We've already done it. There's Leviathans. They're, like, big, terrifying sea monsters. Mm-hmm. They make a really scary sound. I think they actually have two sounds, maybe. They have one sound, which is, like, oh, hey, you're near one. Mm-hmm. And there's another sound, which is, like, they have found you. Mm-hmm. If you hear the second sound, you're fucked. Basically, well, you, you gotta get out of there. Um... Sounds so like just I've been playing Subnautica it. this week. I was like all excited about it. I was really enjoying it. We had some friends over. We all play Subnautica. Mm-hmm. And then I think like the next day I was like, okay, McCoy, like you play Elden Ring or whatever. I'm going to go play Subnautica for a while. And it was like late at night. I was in there for like an hour. And then I got just, just like the most jump scared by a Leviathan. That I don't know how I didn't hear it or like, no, but like all of a sudden it was just there and it was terrifying and I was in my fucking little car and it like shook me it was awful mm-hmm. and i came out of the room being like fuck that game <laughs> i was like this might be a gold star for me this is so much fun i forgot how much i love this game i don't know why i stopped playing and then i had that encounter i was like thumbs down i'm out <laughs> i hate those fucking things it just uh it was like the level of like do you remember when you were a kid and you had a bad dream mm-hmm. or you saw a monster under your bed right and then you went to like your parents or whatever. Um, and then they were like, I know it's late, but let's, you know, let's hang out and watch this fucking, I don't think YouTube existed back then. But, you know, just like, let's hang out and fucking, let's just decompress. It can be, we'll be in the kitchen, you know, the lights are on. Maybe we'll drink some fucking milk or whatever the fuck decompressing thing that would normally not happen late at that late at night. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have to because you're not going to get back to sleep. Right, you can't going. just go. It was like that. It was like. Oh, Elena, do you want to peer into the infinite chasm of YouTube recommended videos for a minute? Because you're completely <laughs> you horrified. Calm down. You're literally horrified and it's fucking like 11. <laughs> like we need to go to sleep. What the yeah. fuck? So, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, and I will have to say, like, coming into this game and knowing that there was something 
in the game that we had not encountered yet. Um, I feel in a way like almost like maybe experience worse in a way. Like I'm trying to think of like if I had no idea what Subnautica was like and I went into those depths and saw Leviathan for the first time, would I be as terrified as when I was just already high anxiety levels mm -hmm. going into depths knowing something bad was about to happen or like something scary was about to occur and then having a Leviathan scream at me? Like, in a way, I almost thought it, like, it made the situation worse, I guess, knowing about it initially just because i was anticipating it so much that i was anticipating myself into like a panic attack yeah as i'm diving into the depths well i think to, like if you know that it's bad like there's no moment you can pretend i'm like maybe it's friendly or like maybe i can ride it like there's nothing like there's no moment of um this might not be bad maybe it just wants to come say hi it's instead like oh god that has to be the bad thing look at it it's awful <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like one of the first things it wasn't it wasn't a Reaper Leviathan, but one of the first things I, I watched Raphael play a little bit today, and as I enter the stream, the first thing that happens is a Leviathan just attacks Raphael, and like the jaws are like up close in the in the on the screen, and like Raphael's characters like trying to like pry themselves away from it, and I'm like, nope, no, thank you, I'm like we're good, <laughs> like, thank you, yeah. Yeah. Raphael, do you still think that this game is not scary or not a horror game? I guess I, I don't think it's a horror yeah. game either, but I'm reusing it either week. You don't? I don't think it's a horror game. I don't think it's, I mean, I don't find it scary. Um, there's definitely like moments where you might get spooked and there's there's eerie parts of it. Uh, I would say it's, it was more like eerie and spooky than, mm -hmm. than a horror game. Um, but I don't know. It's like like most survival crafting games. It's it's a game of knowledge, and once you have the knowledge about how you can handle a particular creature in it, then it stops being scary. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you know, what's her name like? Dorothy. You know the fish who just says, "Just keep swimming." Dory. 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 Like I feel like Raphael has mastered the spirit of that, where it's like it might be scary, but you must go forward. And I feel like whenever I watch Raphael playing, he is going forward exclusively at all times. And I think that's just something, it's just like, I must go. I have to, mm -hmm. you know, there is yeah. no back. There is no, there is just forward. Mm. Yeah. So I guess like what I was doing with the, it was the ghost Leviathan. I think um, it would like take a few chomps. I would get out of its range and then I'd like pop out of my submarine and repair all the things. And then we had the cool, like, rave music for putting out the fires rave music was a good respite <laughs> and then kept going <laughs> yep. yeah i have to say i after my encounter with leviathan i made it back to my base and was like i don't want to do this anymore i think i'm gonna like be done for the night at least and then i spent some time because the first time i played it i never actually like looked up how to do with them and i was like the internet knows there's a way yeah. So I started Googling, like, can I finish this game without ever seeing one again? Or, like, how do you avoid them? And it, or, like, you know, what are the techniques? And after reading the techniques to deal with them, I never felt like, yeah, I think if I just do that, I'm going to feel, you know, the techniques still require you to, like, be 
up close and personal with them and like fucking with them sort of like apparently they can't turn super fast you can kind of like do some things with their turn radiuses and you can use vehicles and like there's ways yeah you can do what Raphael did where you can like let it attack you a little bit and like jump out and repair or like you can go super slow Mm. but none of those to me were all that appealing to be honest like they were all like I still that's still gonna be at least nerve-wracking and definitely have a learning curve where I will make a number of errors. Um, it's so, it's know, really yeah. hilarious that you say that too, Elena, only because I did the exact exact same thing after my first encounter with one, where it was kind of like, do I need to see these guys again? Yeah. <laughs> so do oh, you? Yeah. Yes. The, the, the other thing you can do in this game, uh, which I think is distinct from the other survival games we've played, is you can just save before like you see it in the distance save mm-hmm. figure out what's up with it yeah Ooh, save scum i yep. see <laughs> yeah i do think that's one of like the big things that i like about this survival game it was such a relief the past couple weeks when we've been playing to be able to save my game yeah. ever like all the other survival crafting yeah. games right like, there is really no saving i guess greenhouse sort of mm. has a save <clears throat> system yeah but it's not as nice as this one. This is yeah, just you have like to get yeah. back to base to save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is just save anywhere. Like you, oh, you found a cave that you're not really sure about. You can save before you go in and try to figure it out. Then, um, I th- I think that does reduce a lot of anxiety. Although I still find Leviathans terrifying, regardless on a primal level. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually like. It's really so unfortunate. We've talked about this before, but like the safe scumming term, it's so unfortunate that it comes with all the negative that exists with that because like it is such a powerful way to increase the rapidness that you can iterate on something. It's like, imagine if you had to start the entirety of Subnautica again, if you died to a Leviathan, mm-hmm. that'd take forever. But imagine if you died to the Leviathan, you go back to your base, then you have to go back there. That would take some time. But imagine if you could save right next to it and then try things Mm -hmm. it'd be much much faster right so like the closer Mm -hmm. you can get to that thing without permanently locking yourself in in a problematic way just increases your ability to learn by so much yeah well that's that's what what games are ultimately for like really at the end of the day is like learning like learning is one of the main components of all the games that we love and so it's just so sad that like we have this like anti-learning mindset when it comes to saving it's like okay if you want to play it that way sure but like why not (laughs) yeah but and that's what people who I was reading about on the subreddits and things were talking about essentially is like to get over their fear of the like they would just save right before and then they would just go fuck with them basically and like see how much you can get away with because it, it sounds like like I've never gotten to this point where I'm comfortable with them but it sounds like you can kind of get to a point where you understand them well enough and you understand how they work that you can kind of somewhat coexist with the leviathans. Mm. Um, or just deal with them and not have to be scared of them. And that wasn't with the Leviathans the way that Michael was, because we didn't see the Leviathans when he was here. We did not. Um, but, like, he definitely, a lot of the earlier creatures that can hurt you or can attack you, he was just like, oh, did you know you can do this? Like, you could feed this one, and then it'll, like, not attack you anymore. Like, oh, you kind of arrived at this one. And it felt like, dude, like, his level of understanding of the game felt like, you know, you're having, like, a fucking, you're on a safari or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, and we had a friend like, come over who's like a, a long-time lover of Subnautica. He's been asking us to play it for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came through and was immediately like the best guide. Just he, just a fountain of facts. 
Yeah, I was like, sure you could feed this one with a you grab a fish and give it to like, oh shit. Like, did you know this one likes to act this way and like be sort of just need these sorts of things? And he had such a like a like a nature. So he works in nature. Like that's what he's done his whole career. Is like he works with like real animals and stuff like that. So it's just funny, like he took that perspective. Like I was at the fucking zoo or something and I was a kid, you know, and they were like, you know, these guys like to eat these sorts of food and walk it this way. And you're just like, oh. Like it's just it's just mm-hmm. interesting because like I, I think I see more like this is a video game. And it is a video game in these ways. And he's like, this is nature. And it's nature in these ways. And you're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. So I feel like he'd be the one who would be at peace with Leviathan. Do you know what I mean? They're scary, but if you don't do these sorts of things, you won't have too much trouble. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. That's cool. Mm -hmm. It's so cool that we we can make a video game that, that makes, like, nature guys like that just get excited. Yeah. Do you know what I told him, James? I was like, listen, I will give you my PS4 for this, but you need to play The Outer Wilds. I said that to piss that guy off. Um, you need to play <laughs> The Outer Wilds. Shout out to our fan. We <laughs> <laughs> play Outer Wilds. Um, because it was like, dude, like the way he was talking about playing Subnautica, I was like, if you like this, man. And I would say that to everyone here. If you like Subnautica and you came here and you're like, wow, okay, I wanted to hear some people talk about Subnautica and you haven't played Outer Wilds. It has such an incredible overlap. I was thinking about it constantly, constantly. Mm. Um, so I would just say, I just want to, th- I mean, you just got it. You just got to send that out there, put it in there uh, for them to deal with. But yeah. So I think, Keenan, if you're listening, give him the PlayStation that I lent to you, please. Okay. No, if you're just using this podcast now as a personal way to communicate with our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Please, though. For real. Cool. Yeah. So I guess slight. Um, I guess hot take starting to get into that, but okay. So outer wilds, right? You play the game, every okay. single environment that you go in, is just beautifully designed and each place is unique and more designed this game. Yes. You have your underwater zones, I guess that you go and explore and they're all very beautiful and the music's great. And the sound design is great, but getting on land, I, Felt it was a little jank. I don't know about how you guys felt if you guys got to an island and were actually able to traverse on land. Um, but to me, it was like, as soon as I got on land and started exploring, I was like, I just want to go back into the sea. <laughs> the sea is my home. I must explore that. Because I don't know, the, the land was fine. I just found the movement and the exploring just felt very, I don't want to say like slapdash and like tacked on. But at the same time, it was like clearly the effort went into these underwater places. Yeah. yeah. The swimming felt very comfortable. The walking felt awkward in this game. Like Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he should, that fair. I don't even have anything to add to that. I yeah, can't. I can't. I it's flawless as it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I don't know. It's just funny to me because like. When you look at like late game Subnautica, it's like it's funny because it's a survival game, right? And people are like, "Fuck, I crash landed. Like, I, how do I get back home?" And it's like none of you motherfuckers go home. You all just build bases underwater because that shit's dope, fair. But then like that's kind of same thing shit here. Do you know what I mean? It's like I think the goal is to be underwater mm-hmm. <laughs> with a base. Well, yeah. Exactly. I just find it interesting though that they had added a above ground section to this game. You know, to, to mm-hmm. explore Above the water islands. Yeah, yeah, like exploring the islands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
it is like mm -hmm. there is not a lot of land there's a very small amount of it um and i can see like some i i don't know if you all got to like the sunbeam scene but mm -hmm. like it's hard to see that working without land or at least something sticking up above the water um for i guess like for the the listeners spoilers of course i'm like literally spoiling some of the story there's a ship that comes by and says like oh we'll we'll pick you up we're coming in uh we found a good like rendezvous point meet us there uh and you get there and you see like this weird alien structure that looks kind of like a turret mm -hmm. and then they start coming down and the alien structure starts rotating towards them and then it shoots a giant laser beam and they explode Unfortunate. Um, yeah you will not be getting rescued today mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so I think the other major reason to have land is to have a set of plants uh, that are not underwater so that you can put them in your base. Mm -hmm. Right, so you can grow mm. food. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I definitely... I prefer the underwater. And yeah, that's probably... I, I mean... I think Luke said like the vast majority of the game is underwater, so it makes sense they would spend most of their time and effort like really. I think that the underwater is really awesome. Like I would just swim around pretty much all day if I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, obviously, not going too deep, no leviathans, just kind of circling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because I agree that the the um, land doesn't feel as good, but I, was, I don't. Remember, I wasn't mad about it. The other yeah. thing is like oh yeah, and I'm not. I wasn't mm -hmm. mad. I guess it was just definitely. I just thought it was an interesting choice that yeah. they made to, I guess, have that be a part of the game. Yeah, yeah. fair. Hmm. In the sequel, they actually end up doing a lot more with land, and I. I think they they made it somewhat less clunky, uh, but. I think it's still to the detriment of the game in that like the underwater part is really where it's shining. It's like, that's why you're playing this game. Mm -hmm. um, mm. So yeah, I guess that's what I was going to say is that that clearly is something for the sequel. And I didn't know that they like, I didn't know I hadn't played it. So I didn't know how much, but it's just like, clearly like this was the, you know, this is the first one, you know what I mean? And they did so much underwater, so much. Like, to be, like, I think the land might be an afterthought feels real to me. Mm -hmm. In a, doesn't, doesn't have to be a denigrating way, but just, like, in a real way. And so, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I did get to go to more different biomes this week, though. Um, and, like, revisit some of the ones that I had been to before on my last save. And remembered how much I like the different... Um, just, yeah, just the different areas of the game. Because I think last time we talked about kind of like the main starting area and there's like kind of like big um, creep vine, like kelp area. And there's this sort of open ocean that I think most people hit pretty early with the huge, what are they called? Reef somethings. Oh, yeah. Reefbacks. Reefbacks. They're like giant whale kind yeah. of creatures. Yeah, I think it's called like the red grass zone or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not a great name, but. Yeah. But there's red grass there, though. <laughs> there is, yeah. You gotta go real deep. Gra grassy plateaus, actually, is what what people. That's call what it. they're called. Um, but I got to go to some of the other like one. Some of the caves are pretty, pretty rad. Mm -hmm. Lots of neon. That's where they should play the fire rave music, maybe. Just it's, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. But also, like, I don't know what you. I don't know what they're called. But like, like the weird, like giant underwater mushroom land. 
uh, mushroom forest. Yeah. Bulb zone, I guess. Big fan. Or, so, well, there's like the trees with like uh, shelf mushrooms on them. And then there's also the ones that are like big bulbs with like little bright blue lights on them. I think I'm in the tree version. Anyways, but yeah, I thought, I you know, I think after you've played for a while, at least for me, like for the first, I don't know, like maybe five hours, I pretty much only saw the main beginning stuff. Like it took me, a, uh, this is the way I played, but like it took me a really long time to venture out and do anything else. And when I did, I was like, oh shit, there's other stuff out here. Um, it was fun. I liked it. It's gorgeous. It's insane. Yeah, the whole thing is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, James. Yeah. Yes? How did you do with this game? <laughs> so, I basically didn't play any this week. Ah, I see. Because of because of this thing. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore <clears throat> interviewing. Makes sense. I mean, hardcore, like, like sitting on my couch like thinking what the fuck am i gonna do for this 10 minute presentation that they have me doing oh did you do um, it on magic like we asked you to no 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 we asked no, you no, to talk about <laughs> wait a minute <clears throat> yes it's a collective effort <laughs> no i don't know i think magic is a dangerous thing to choose it depends on what you choose though like if there's definitely parts of magic that would be good for a 10 minutes in presentation but for example i watched an yeah how to how to introduce deodorant to your local game store. That's, okay, that is good. See, that is quality. No, 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 no. That's good. Because I was thinking about it because, like, I watched, like, an hour and a half video on, like, how the rules of magic work, and I still don't feel like I have a good grasp. So I was like, ooh, James, 10 minutes. Like, that'd be really dangerous. Yeah. But I'm sure there could be a lot of, like, cool stuff about it. You just have to pick the right thing. But that's Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But instead, I did, I did solar mm. energy. Nice. And, um... Mm -hmm. That's important. Some I issues, guess. actually. Mm -hmm. Some issues with solar energy that we have to be aware of if we want to move forward with equity. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was that was my week. <laughs> was stressing out over that for like days and days. So not fuck have this you, game, like, but watched... fuck this presentation. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, sorry. Go on. Right. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. Gonna say, like, yeah. You should watch footage, I guess, of like, I guess, the scares in subnautica because i would just be very curious if this mm -hmm. would be something it's interesting though because okay so i i played a bit i have to admit like i did not tick off all of the items that Raphael had assigned to us um to try and complete during week two like i did not end up exploring any of the alien structures in the game yet um i didn't find what Raphael refers to as purple cave no idea what purple cave is um You'll know. so i i did not go into a cave and it was not purple so i guess not um uh, but i guess you you saw me streaming it a little bit okay so that was Actually, that's the area that you were streaming okay yeah it was the place i was trapped in uh and i was panicking and james was like this is very serene yeah <laughs> you seemed right. very calm <laughs> exactly exactly yeah you were moving around as though you were calm uh but your mind was panicking yeah i was like I need to have a systematic <clears throat> search path for the exit because I need to find it. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, James is talking about psychedelic mushrooms. I mean, there are a lot of psychedelic <laughs> mushrooms down there. There were. There were. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. true. It's a very psychedelic area. Mm -hmm. 
But it's interesting because mm-hmm. I also, um, you know, in my typical YouTube essay fashion, I watched a Joseph Anderson video on Subnautica because he has a critique on it um, that he has on his YouTube channel. Um, and he just said something that just really resonated, which is just like Subnautica is not supposed to be a scary game, but still it kind of it kind of peeks into those deep recesses of your psyche that m- make you scared for whatever reason. Now, whether that's because you're afraid of. Um, well, he actually posed an interesting question, and I want to pose it to you guys as well, which is what is more scary, being underwater and looking over a vast ocean, like I guess like a vast cavern and having to swim into open water, or is it swimming above water, not knowing what's below you? What is more scary? Elena, what would you think is more scary? Definitely open cavern. At least in the kind of how I play Subnautica, if I'm scared, I swim right at the top of the water and I just assume that nothing can get me there. It's not always necessarily a safe assumption, but it is how I operate. That may or may not have been how that Leviathan found me the other night, but... Um, you mean like literally head above the water? Yeah. Like singing fucking La La La. You yeah, can't, but, if no, I can't you, see, you can't can exactly see how I play it. <laughs> Look, that may reveal something very dangerous about my psyche and, like, how I ignore (laughs) things. But, um, no, I would much rather, when I get scared, if it's nighttime, I don't like to go out at night in Subnautica. So if it's nighttime, I exclusively um, swim at the top with my head above. That's Mm. how I get through it. Oh, okay. So to me, like, being above the water and not being able to see what's below is scarier, for sure. Like, not, not being able to see. And mm-hmm. with the knowledge that things are swimming around under there doing things that I cannot observe, that that's definitely scary. Yeah. Oh. I'm with that also. Because to me, it's like, I know it's it's scary that you could see things that will kill you. But like, if there was any chance that you had to make a play, you're going to need all the information yeah. you can get to make that play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's... like, but also like in my real life experience, like being in a pond and having something brush up against you oh my and, God, then, the and, then, and then moving states or whatever. Like, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just literally never coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I had that. I was swimming in, in the Amazon river, which is very dark. And so you can't see anything and something touched my leg. And I have never gotten into a boat so fast in my, I was like, mm-hmm. I will never go back in that. that. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> James, what yeah. do you think? What would you be more terrified uh, of? Man, that's... I think that swimming over an open chasm and looking down is terrifying. Uh, not knowing <clears throat> what's down there. Um, but, I don't know. They're both pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Yeah, and I, so, like, I guess where I mean this to go, it's like... So both of these are two very different scenarios and we will favor one over the other. And yet it's not a certain situation where the game is telling you, you need to be afraid of swimming on the surface of the water, or you need to be afraid swimming, you know, through, you know, vast areas of ocean with nothing in sight. Like it's all kind of manufactured from your own mind. And therefore the terror that you fear is more, I guess it's, it's more generated by yourself as opposed to the game telling you you need to be scared. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I think is Mm -hmm. a very cool way to go about a game like this. Um, Just because, yeah, like Subnautica is not, 
I guess, meant to be scary. I do think, like, they knew what they were doing with those fucking Leviathans. Let's be honest here. Yeah, but sure. at the and, same and, time... like, the crab squid as well. Like, yeah. crab squids are pretty distressing. And, and like, you know, the thing... Anything that can harm you, the fact that things can harm you when you're not looking at them. So you could be swimming, then suddenly you just see a flash of red and you're like, fuck, I'm getting attacked. Like, what is this? Like, they do intend to have startling moments, but I also just feel a lot of the anxieties and the fears that you feel are all just kind of simply like things that you need to further examine within yourself. Like I said, like I never really thought I had thalassophobia before playing this game, but then playing this game, I'm like, shit, maybe I am afraid of like the fear of the unknown in the deep. Maybe, just maybe. The fact that I can't go more than 400 feet deep without like feeling terrified is interesting, I think. Um, and it's yeah. just like, I guess it's so much different and refreshing than a game that's just like, we're going to just scare you around every tur turn and we're going to put scary music to it and you're going to be scared and it's a scary game and we're going to put you on scary missions and someone's going to say boo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but agree. Like, and, and actually that's why I think like this and green hell are so interesting, like back to back because they're both they're touching into like the sort of nature component. And that's what you're talking about when you say like it goes inside your psyche. It's like, it's your survival instinct from actual nature that, you know, Subnautica being water, but green hell being on land mm -hmm. and in a forest. But these are both like innate survival experiences that we have. And obviously Subnautica is not a one for one recreation of real water as far as we know. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone, everyone is always like, well, we haven't really explored all down there. You know what I mean? Um, but like, you know, but it's that same, like that, that's what it is. It's like that natural survival game almost that we've played as, mm -hmm. as a species. And you can just like feel it. And, and the fact that we are so far removed from it, where we exist now, like motherfuckers like are on, on zoom. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is yeah. nothing like this at all. Like for real zombies have nothing on this shit. Yeah, and you this know, shit's the real for, shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's actually just an amazing point of society that we get to, like, for fun, choose to dip our toe virtually in a completely safe way and talk on a podcast about how it was kind of scary. When it's like, this <laughs> yeah. used to be people's existence. Like, this was their existence. Um, But, yeah. Like, and I think it just, but, like, that is a real fear. Like, it's a real fear. It's not, yeah, like you're saying, it's not a manufactured fear. I mean, obviously it's manufactured, but it's a real fear because these things really are scary. And it feels like you really can, if you allow yourself, like, connect yourself to that experience. And, yeah, vegan water's fucking terrifying because we're slow as shit. We're slow mm -hmm. as shit. Yeah. Okay? And I was going to say to Zoe, like, yeah, like, I, I don't think it's wrong to just be afraid going down that far like that that's not necessarily like thalassophobia necessarily as much as just like having a human brain mm -hmm. that like i think that i think that it it being activated by a video game is proof that the video game is doing a good job um and i think that um i mean like not not really being afraid of that because it's a video game is another perfectly reasonable response. But, um, <clears throat> like, I think that it's, it's really when it gets debilitating that it's like, like a phobia, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
I mean, do you guys remember the? Okay, you guys ever seen the movie The Hunt for Red October? It's a. Mm-hmm. It, Is that stuff space? Dope. No, no, mm-hmm. it's uh submarines. submarines. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's no, submarines. Thank you. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's no. like Cold War submarine. It's about like I want to say like a Russian submarine that defects. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's what's his name? Um, Sean Connery. James Bond, yeah, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's honestly a great fucking movie. Um, I yeah. say not having watched it for ten years, so if you watch it and you don't think it's as good, like fucking deal with that. Um, <clears throat> I just stole an hour and a half from you. Give the podcast want? one star on, you, on iTunes. Oh no, please don't. We can't, we can't. We can't withstand one stars. They'll just they'll they'll, <laughs> they'll instantly us ghost down. us or something. Like they'll just like shadow ban us forever with one more ghost. They're like, dude, you need one more one star. And we don't it's have not. that many one stars, man. No, I know, but like I'm just telling you, like they have so many podcasts now that they're starting to get flipping with podcasts in the same way that. That you know, mm-hmm. large systems have become flippant with human life. You know, it's like, dude, this podcast's all right, but it's not getting a lot of traction. And there was a couple of one stars, so I think it's just time we throw it out and never recommend it again because Colbert has a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Because the <laughs> who was it? I was just saying like the guy from Arrested Development has a podcast, so we're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no chance. Like, well, let's just never recommend that again um, because Will Arnett's doing one. So you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> There was something. There was something good. I swear to God. They sort of, yeah, sorry. Started talking <laughs> about podcasts. Hell. What were we talking about before that? Can we run it back? I'll get it. Uh, why is it not scary? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hunt for the Red October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the thing is like, you can, so they're in a su- fucking submarine, bro, and like the, all the fucking talking scenes are, are like in submarines, and they're fucking like sitting there, and you're just the whole time. You either are dealing with the fact that at any point in time they are just a hundred percent dead if something goes wrong with their submarine, or you're living life, you know, and just being in the scene and mm-hmm. they're just going about their thing and worried about their day. You're swimming with your head above the water going, la, 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 you can't catch me. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Yeah. So basically, it's just a long way of saying that I was right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you would come to that conclusion. Yeah, I think I really nailed it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, for real, like, it's just, it's like, because literally the, the pressure of the, like, the water is you know, around this submarine and just crunching at any time. I mean, it's a very interesting model for the anxiety of the water coming in and crushing me, which is just like a real thing. Cause like, if you're a human and you're like, is it just as chilling to be here at the top of the water or to be at the bottom of the ocean? It's like, it's very different. Cause if something goes wrong at the top of the ocean, there's a very different set of things that could happen. than if at the bottom, like if you're diving, right? Like some people are afraid of diving. Some people are not afraid of diving. But, like, everyone should be afraid of diving if they think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least to some degree. Because mm-hmm. it's harder when you're down there. Like, dude, I was just listening to a fucking podcast where this dude was like, yeah, and then something went wrong with my diving suit. And here's my story about how I tried to, like, you know, get out. And I tried to get someone else out. And, like, all this shit was going down. And you're just like, all of this could have been avoided, dude, if you didn't uh, dive. <laughs> and I say that, you know, you shouldn't. But it's just to say that it's dangerous. It is. And I feel like that it's probably good. To feel fear of that to some degree. I mean, you have to you have to deal mm. with it if you need to go die for whatever reason. But I'm just saying, like, it is also good. Yeah, like James was saying, part of the human brain. I feel like the point here that James made that I want to mm-hmm. circle back to too is that like bec- the fact that Subnautica kind of taps into any of this, I think, shows what a good game it is. Mm-hmm. That it's really able to like evoke what it wants to like it feels like you're going down really deep when you're in the ocean or the ocean actually feels really big and vast um which i think is a really impressive i think i just think it's a really impressive thing that some is able to do is like the world design or however 
they've done it feels very realistically like an ocean. Like, I think even the movement feels pretty, like, you feel like you, this, yep, we're swimming. Like, it all kind of makes sense. Which, like, as I was pointing out, like, yeah. the walking on land doesn't quite tick the same box. We're like, mm, I might be a human walking on land, but this feels a little bit weird. Um, but the swimming doesn't do that. And so I think it's just, it, I guess the word is immersive, right? Like it's very immersive and it's immersive to the point where that doing something like diving really, really deep into a dark part of the ocean or swimming over a really vast area where you can't really see anything is um, scary in like a primal human way. Yeah, they really do a lot with um, the sound design as well to like make it yeah. feel like it's underwater. Um, they do a lot of like cool little visual tricks too. I, I noticed like with uh, like how much uh particles there are just kind of like floating around uh swimming through your vision and you can see little eddies sometimes mm -hmm. and i think mm -hmm. like as you get deeper those become more pronounced um because there's uh like the background is darker uh so like they're getting lit up in your like spotlights if you're a sea moth or or other vehicle that you brought down there yeah i think not to go back to the scary thing, but maybe to close it out so we can move past. But um, I think another thing that they do really well, and then I remember from back in the day when I watched this video about um, Subnautica as a terror or horror game, and the guy's point was basically it's it's terror, it's not horror. Um, but basically... Was it Adam's video? It, no, it was, it was <laughs> Adam's video. It was actually pre-all of that. It was like so long, it was so long ago. And I was like, this is really interesting and I've never brought it up again because I didn't want to get into it. But... But basically, Fair. one of the things that he pointed out that I think is really true <laughs> is that the one of the things that makes the Leviathan scary and makes the whole game, if you're, I guess, if you're afraid of the Leviathans, right, which not everybody is, but if you are, another reason that they're scary is because they make these noises from really far away and from before you have seen them. And before they have seen you necessarily, but like this kind of like, I'm in your area. Just like I'm here somewhere, you don't know where, and you can hear them pretty early on in the game if you just start to venture into other arrows and you'd be like, what the f it's it's a noise that you like are not mistaking for like, hmm, maybe that's like a peeper or like a little fish. Like, no, that's something that's gonna it's scary. Mm -hmm. Um again, I'm kind of like a primal human like a very deep reverberating roar kind of noise. And I think so as you hear those noises, you just kind of like you know that there's something out there and even if you don't know what it is yet or i think even if you do know what it is you're like oh fuck i've stumbled into its territory um i think that that is a really well done part of the game but i also think it's a part of what makes the game scary well, okay so that's totally closed and this is completely unrelated but what's interesting right is the yeah. difference between a video game in this context and like a tv show like, especially like, you know, like Blue Planet or something like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, they can be scary at times, but like what, you, what you're seeing on film would be horrifying to do in real life. Like, they're like swimming right next to fucking every imaginable terrifying creature in the ocean. And you're just like, wow, look how beautiful that is. And they definitely like can play it up as beautiful at times. But there is something beautiful about the game's medium. Do you know what I mean? Where you're piloting it. Something about you yeah, piloting you, it. They make you go in there. That's what I'm saying. They make you go in there. So you're not technically going in there. You're sitting at your computer um, at 11 at night. But, like, actually, though, like, there is something about us that I think, like, as gamers, like, enjoy being closer to that. I mean, maybe, like... I don't. 
yeah, maybe it's too much in this scenario. But I, I just think it's one of the magical things that it can do. Like, is it can really put you in there. And yeah. these games that, that, that do that are really, like, amazing in that way. Like, it's just, like, it's just a magical thing that I, I have not felt like that. There's been TV shows that I've seen that are scary. But they're not scary in this same way. Like, I feel like I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What other game? We've talked about other games that do this, that force you to do things you don't like doing uh, yeah it is something i agree it's something special about like games as a medium is that like, you as the player character have to take some action to make sure things happen <clears throat> and so even if you maybe don't want something to happen but you have no other options or if it's like a you know it's a hor like a horrible thing that you're doing like killing killing someone like you have you as the player have to do an action to do it which is very different from like books or tv or anything like that yeah, yeah like I mean, we, we talked a lot about it, I think, in our, like, Last of Us 2 Yeah, podcast. I bet that was it. Um, mm -hmm. I remember, just because there are a lot of moments in that game where they make you have some button inputs that you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, like the one where they're, like, you're, like, walking down. This is not a spoiler. You're just, like, walking on a rooftop somewhere, and then you hear, like, a 45-minute conversation with the NPCs about, like, their entire family history and their tree, all their goals, all their aspirations, their names, their originating city. And then you shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you have to because they're yeah. blocking your exit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like you try to stealth by and then you realize it's like it was sort of inconvenient to stealth by because they sort of looked at you. So you mercilessly kill all of them. And you're like, interesting. Should I reflect on this? And the game's like, I think so. And you're like, I don't know if I will. I'll think about it. <laughs> and that's that's the gaming experience. Mm -hmm. That was every, everyone yeah, felt that's it exactly really that way. what they wanted you to get out of it. Yeah. Everyone felt that way. Trust me now. Yeah. As a, t okay, wait, do we need to talk more about how scary this game is, or can we move on? I think we can move on. I think we can move on. Okay. Yeah. Can we please talk about the base building? Sure, yeah, okay, I was going to think about it. Because yeah. I remember the first time I played this game, again, I was a baby gamer. I didn't know it was up. It's very much lowercase g. Mm -hmm. But I hated the base building. I did not understand it. I thought it was awful. I thought it was the worst thing I'd ever experienced. Um, and then you played Fallout 4, and you were like, Then oh, I shit. played Fallout 4, and I was like, wow, okay, never mind. This is way more frustrating. <laughs> oh my god, is that why I like this base? Yes, Have I dude. just made it's like Stockholm Syndrome to like into liking the base building in this game because everything else is so bad? Because I was going to say that I played it again this time, and I didn't think it was that bad. It's not that bad. I actually like it. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I struggled with it, I think, a little bit only because I didn't quite know exactly how I wanted to construct my base. Like, watching Raphael, like, his base is just, like, beautifully optimal, right? Like, it's like, I'm, I'm by a volcano vent, so I can have, like, venting power plugged into my base, and here's my garden where I get food and water. Like, he's got, like, nice little, like, cordoned-off areas. Mine's just, like, a hodgepodge mm -hmm. sort of thing of, like, I'm gonna just kind of build this here and do this and maybe jankily connect it together it doesn't really work all that well but it, it'll be fine like it was a little bit difficult i think for myself uh base building um just because i don't play a lot of i guess base building games in general i think yeah like base building in general is kind of hard like i i'm not sure i've encountered a game that really makes it easy it's just like there's always a, a learning curve to it so like 
the kind of bass that I had in Subnautica, that was not what my first bass was like at all. Like my first bass was definitely a hodgepodge of things. Mm-hmm. And like one of the reasons why I have the garden room is because but first I put the like growing thing in the center and then noticed that I got all sorts of weird like collision around it. And so I was like, okay, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's like once you have a clear picture of like what things you can have in the base uh, and what resources or might be nice to have a base near, then like base building starts to flow a lot better. And I think as far as base building goes, Subnautica's system is pretty good. And I think they could maybe do a little bit better in terms of uh, helping you like snap rooms together but yeah they do a pretty good job of it i agree and i think that the snapping okay of rooms is hard because in part i think because it's in 3d space or like four it's, it's up and down and over and like it's everything you can move them anywhere and it's in water mm-hmm. which somehow makes it more confusing to me i guess mm-hmm. um but i think that's part of what makes it hard where it's not like you're just building walls or like you have a floor like a like in greenhouse, right? You have just there's ground on Earth that you build on, but in Subnautica you can build at any level, and so I think like getting things where you wanted them, like that, and then connecting them together was that's where I thought it was sort of tricky. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel about building in real life. Okay. Like building in real life is also really complicated and hard and confusing, and yeah. like something that I'm not particularly good at. So like to me, like the the Lego version of this is like. I fuck with that. Yeah, you built a really nice, beautiful, but completely unnecessary yeah. um, glass tunnel. Yeah, because what I did was I was like, <laughs> all right, so we're going to have lockers mm-hmm. instead of having these like floating things with names on it and stuff, which they're cool for sure. Because yeah, I had like, like 15 floating. Yeah. It was not great. So what we're going to do is we're going to create the like Professor X like fucking thinking room because normally efficiently like you would have a hatch and just go in and get to your lo- your lockers. So I thought like, okay, take the idea of like the most efficient way is you have a door right next to this and mm-hmm. then extrapolate that to the most ridiculous in the other direction. Mm-hmm. So I made this like 15 connector long glass hallway that you have to walk through before yeah. you get to the lockers it's so, so good i literally like i was like okay we need storage lockers all right guys you guys make those while i go make some dinner and i came back from dinner and they're so proud of themselves there's three of them here like we did it elena it's so beautiful and i like i get in it's just it is beautiful. nonsense but because they're not the hallways that are like you know locked in you can't see shit you can see the beautiful expanse of the ocean as you walk down like you're as if you're walking up to you know like where like in x-men where like he goes into like the thinking chamber and then like amplifies his thoughts to like you know to the whole world or whatever as he's trying to like speak to all the mutants. say what cerebro i think yeah cerebro Mm -hmm. so there's an epic walkway up to that everything that's good has an epic walkway up to it so i made a giant fucking epic walkway and it was like in that (laughs) moment i felt like i had broken free from you can optimize and it's awesome if you enjoy that but you can also just make what you want you know what i mean if you want that walkway i wanted that fucking walkway you got it yeah yeah and then i and then i obviously spent a painstakingly large amount of time making sure that all the lockers were like nicely even you know at the same level in the Mm -hmm. room because that's just like i mean Mm -hmm. you're gonna fucking because you're gonna spend some time fucking making a base you're just gonna haphazardly throw lockers when you can't just walk through that beautiful glass tunnel and then get into a room that doesn't have beautiful like well-placed lockers that's exactly right yeah and so it's just I don't know. It's just like, you just realize it's like, it's whatever the fuck you want it to be, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, in I feel like that's kind of this game too in a lot of ways is like, it can be chiller if you want it to be chiller. I know there's like, 
the desire to progress and you can progress but you can also like enjoy too like it's just like a nice beautiful game to like vibe with yeah so mm. that's exactly what i did i mean after the leviathan encounter i was just like all right i know how i'm gonna spend this game and i don't care if it doesn't get me any story beats i looked it up i'm like oh i have to i have to encounter the leviathan more eh, maybe i'll just focus on exploring more i don't know i'll just i'll just chill i'll just vibe <laughs> yep exactly you're like yo synthesizer edibles it's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like and it's like you need these fish you're like fuck those are past the low i would genuinely look if there's some modder out there it i don't know if you can this maybe already exists i didn't actually look into it okay i'm sorry if this exists just just send it to us at tyranny of thumbs at gmail.com but i would love a mod that just takes the leviathan things out of the game mm. they're just gone mm. i would play the shit out of that sure if we like let me look it up because i'm gonna go on nexus mods maybe it's like easy mode yeah well and i know that you can so there are different difficulty mo i don't know if they're di different i guess there are difficulty modes on this right there there's was a peaceful one I yeah think, there's right? survival and then there's peaceful and then there's sandbox which sandbox is fun and if you're just trying to figure out how to build something because you can just build whatever um but i'm pretty sure with the peaceful one you don't need food or water anymore which i want to have to get food and water but I don't and want the And also, peaceful mode, you don't get to do story with peaceful oh, mode yeah. either. Yeah, I think so that I guess was another it's thing. Free freedom mode is what it's called, and it takes away the food and water levels, but I don't think it actually takes out the leviathans or damage. Do they still attack you? Create mode, which I guess is where you can't die and you don't have to worry about health or anything. Yeah, and I think that's maybe where you can just build whatever you want. Yeah, and that just kind of takes... It just turns it into like exploration only. Yeah, yeah, because I want some mm. Nautica to be just as hardcore as it is, which is not crazy hardcore, but like I want all the same mechanics. I just mm -hmm. want the Leviathans to be either gone or turned into like puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that other video game where they had a slider for the spiders and you they would make them less yes. spider-like? Yeah, yeah, but do, but they still attack you. I think so, but I mean, eventually, when whatever the fuck it is, all the way on the other side, I don't know what it is, like a fucking teddy bear or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I did a mod for Don't Starve that like turned the spiders into monkeys. I like that. Yeah, see, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Spider monkeys. Yeah, that's essentially what I'm asking for. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't... Well, looking through mods, I am not seeing no leviathans or leviathans into puppies or even just like leviathans into bladderfish or something like that. You know, what about would... every no? fish is a, is a leviathan? Do they have that mod? Like the every enemy is Melania mod <laughs> yeah, in Elden Ring? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they have that mod. That would know. be insane. It's just like, dude, I, I think about this a lot as like a a game critic okay which god damn it we are yeah whether we're good or not that's Everybody's up to the audience to decide nowadays. slash up to me to believe in myself and to not care it, about it i did else. find a mod for this actually oh, oh really okay it's uh i mean so it's more general case it is managed creature spawns mm -hmm. but you can use it to remove the spawns for the leviathan will you post that in the chat if you, you okay I, I did. <laughs> great I can't see the chat. He's the fastest chat poster in the West. All right. He was posted before. That's right. Yeah. You're also posted in podcast chat. I'm going to download that. extra durability. Mm -hmm. Send that to Elena's DMs too. So, you know. No. Oh, that's, is that just for below <laughs> zero though? Uh, oh, mm. wait. Yes. That one is. Uh, I bet it exists for the base game though. If it exists for yeah. below zero, it probably came from somewhere. 
No, but like this is what I mean about like being a critic, though. It's okay. like you there's two paths you got to take, and I think like it's either okay because you can take the approach of like because you see like we're sitting here being like you know. Like, hear what you just said, like, right? Like, I love Subnautica, and I want everything about it to be exactly the same way. I just want this one thing to be different. Yeah. Right? And so that is not the creative vision of the game, I, right, look, at the very least. I agree. Um, and is a really easy thing for critics to fall into. And I, that's what I mean. There's two categories. It's either you fall into the category of, like, this thing has to be exactly the way I want it. And then in case, in that case, it's the mod territory. That is where you were like actually trying to take their creative work and, and add your creativity to it and get to like the ultimate goal for you, which is an awesome pursuit and there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. And then the other is like the critique, critiquing like the work, like as it is kind of thing. And what's really interesting is watching a lot of people that like make YouTube videos or whatever, like want the game to be what they would achieve via mods or something, but just like naturally out of the box. And it is, it's kind of a ridiculous pursuit and almost like bizarre. I, it totally is in a way to watch and i think a lot i acknowledge of people get that i acknowledge it too like not everybody wants the Leviathan. they probably do add something to the game mm. it is cool that there are big fucking sea creatures out there that's mm -hmm. a cool thing and i'm sure if you learn how to deal with them you feel proud happy maybe mm -hmm. accomplished perhaps. i don't want any part of that but you know i my small subset of myself mm -hmm. does not want that no, totally. And there's nothing really wrong with that. It's especially because you're not sitting out there being like, and Subnautica is the worst game ever. Well, because... I'm going to rate it later that. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Fucking do that. Please do what I fucking hate reviewers <laughs> doing. thumbs down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not exactly what was happening in my mind before I communicated to everyone. Therefore, and like, because to some degree, that is kind of what we all try to do is like figure out what we would ultimately want the most. But it is... I think that's like kind of what's really beautiful about like modding in general. It's like you can actually get closer to that. And you see people like going out there trying. Like this is Skyrim, but it's with the fucking Yeah, I'm notorious for for every like three to five years, I go back and really try to mod Skyrim into the survival game that I want it to be, and it's it's never worked out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, update. I found a mod that doesn't get rid of the Leviathans, but it does reskin them into Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's some Why rule. does that exist in every game? It's a meme. That's what memes are. Because it's yeah. funny. Yeah, I guess that's it, true. Well, and it might not it, be Thomas the Tank Skyrim or, or was it... Is it older than that? I think it probably started with Skyrim. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like, the dragons in Skyrim being being Thomas the Tank Engine, like... Yeah. That was a classic. That's definitely one of the you earliest versions I've heard You are a video game I've historian, and you know the answer to this question. It, Please let us know. Well, first of all, and if you're, if you're using google search terms to try to find it thomas the tank engine is a totally legitimate one the other one i would suggest is thomas the dank engine which i think is also <laughs> potentially an originating factor here <laughs> just so we're clear mm -hmm. dude motherfuckers in tiny tina fucking said was it dank that they it said was dank yeah dude it's like you That's you either die a hero cool bro or you grow up and become old enough to hear words that you remember kids saying in confidence like they were so badass in high school said in the cringiest fucking Borderlands game of all time. Um, and it's a, it's, it was a painful experience. Yeah. Although, is it really the cringiest of all time? It's definitely like very intentionally cringe. But I will say Borderlands 3 was horrifyingly bad. Also, from that perspective, <laughs> from the cringe writing perspective. I mean, come on. I'm not ruffling any feathers when I say that. Am I? I don't care. Seriously. Play that game again and tell me that it is not cringe. It's about influencers, bro. Influencers out there, nature are cringe. Um, but yeah, Tiny Tina's <laughs> also ridiculously cringe too. But I think that's the point. Yeah. Uh, but they did say dank. And I was like, 
I guess high school's dead. <laughs> You're just striking that word from your vocabulary. Yeah, because I remember there was a whole group of kids, some of which I've hung out with recently, actually, um, and good for them, called the Mangs. That was their name, the Mangs. And dude, these motherfuckers were like top tier uh, popular, but not just like in the traditional manner, like top tier off meta popular. That's like such a gaming term, but you know what I mean? Like they're like, they were like underground, but like popular for being underground. You know what I mean? In cool, the same way cool. that like some bands are like, wow, it's a really underground band. That's like super popular, but it's not like pop music. You know what I'm saying? That was them. And they would use the word dank a lot. Like they were like playing World of Warcraft very early and they were like, like connected all these things. You know, another terminology that they used that they introduced to the world or they didn't introduce it to the world, but rather they were on really fucking early was FAP. That's another one that uh, has a great fucking lineage into the modern day. Um, but no, that these motherfuckers would say dank all the time and just hearing that in Tiny Tina was like, I think the, I think the roller coaster for them is over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've Thank been officially era. co-opted into some fucking AAA shit. So you know who doesn't say dank though? Interesting. Aliens. It's not true. Mm. That's not true because they have to have a word to describe. I mean, they don't use English, but like they have a word to describe <laughs> they, what happens to their suits when they go into the water and then they get the fuck out of it, right? And it's just like. I really didn't think you were going to have a, a rationale. Okay, yeah. I like you had a rationale behind it. No, because I'm fighting against this idea that – because dank is a legitimate transitionable point. That is that is connected. I, I You know, I, I'm offended that you were like, there's no way I can connect dank. Okay. Dank is like the entire well, – Well, what is, I want to know though – Dank is what this game okay. would smell like if it could smell. If VR adds a smell section, it will be like warning dank. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's going to be this game. <laughs> So I'm just saying. I'm sorry that I didn't transition properly. <laughs> wow, when you apologize, that made me feel really bad. <laughs> I did want to know what Raphael thinks about the aliens or the alien-like structures. Because, okay, I guess, Zoe, I know you haven't finished the game. I have not finished the game. Mm -hmm. Raphael, you've ever finished the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I finished the game. I've also finished the sequel. Um yes. Oh, I did want to say I did find two mods that are related to what you want, but maybe not exactly. Mm -hmm. They make two of the, the main reapers or the leviathans that get in your way passive so that they no longer attack you. Oh, okay with that. Mm. I'll accept that. I would accept passive. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so for the aliens, um, I don't know. The aliens are really cool, actually. Um, I had a feeling I that Raphael was going to like the aliens. They get more into them in the sequel. Uh, or I guess it depends on what you mean by the aliens. Do you mean just like the alien fish? Because like all of it is aliens. Yeah, I guess right, that's true. true. Okay, true. good clarification. I don't mean the alien fish. I mean the like structures that are left there by something that is presumably not a fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess uh, builders, architects, I forget. They have a term for them yeah. in the sequel. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I think in in below zero there's a there's a lot more cool stuff about them but i i really liked their structures and i thought it was a it's like a nice contrast to all of the the rest of the game um hmm. yeah i don't know cool hmm. i was curious because i remember the first time that i played this game when i um finally after like i don't know 25 hours got to the the first alien structures because i mostly just i don't know swam around um but i remember being like really mad about it I think I went to McCoy. I was like, McCoy, why are there, why are there aliens? And like, why does it always have to be aliens? Mm -hmm. I don't think I had any basis for this argument. 
I don't know that it is always aliens, but I was just really enjoying Subnautica as like, it's an ocean planet, you're trapped there, it's scary, there's stuff happening, and I was like, I don't need aliens. Um, I don't know that I felt real strongly about it this time around. I didn't have the same reaction. I just remember thinking that like I didn't need another thing on top of the cool ocean. Mm. But then well, I've also heard that they do, that the story is good and that they do cool stuff with it. Yeah, the aliens are very essential to the plot. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure they, they could have written a very different story without them. Um, but they did not. Which, I mean, yeah, they did not. Yeah, I've heard the story is good. I've never actually finished the game. Is there a mod where you can just heard. take the fucking story out? So yeah, can I take the way? story? I'd like also like <laughs> actually, a mod is. that That's gets rid of the aliens. That's standard difficulty setting. No, I genuinely... Which, as Americans, I think it's really offensive I think we didn't that... start the Freedom playthrough, but... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I've been sitting on that one for like an hour. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But I guess like one of the cool things that they do discuss about the aliens in this game is uh, they kind of hint like you you come to like a console and your PDA is like it started emitting some radio frequency data that I can't like decipher. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it suggests that the aliens uh, either engineered or evolved an organ to interact with their machines, which I thought was a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, so many just horrifying yeah, you're just jokes. But, with you know, listen, jokes. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Raphael's just really quiet. Of course, this is like not. Like, it kills like, me. Mm -hmm. Until McCoy says it, it always catches me off guard because I'm not thinking that. I know. I'm no, just thinking about. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> well, I'm really thinking about like James recommended us a podcast where they use an organ interface with <laughs> machines. So I'm just saying. I did not recommend a podcast. First of all, take credit for this. This has given us okay. a lot. I of recommended value. the podcast. <laughs> First of all, if your if your if your friend listens to this and knows that you didn't even give a recommendation to his podcast, like, hey. What I did was I discussed the podcast. It was word of mouth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's word of mouth. Like, for example, such things that James said as don't listen to this podcast I just heard, which was Fuck you. That's not what I said. <laughs> Plus, if that's what he said, we all immediately didn't listen to him and listen. So I think he's in the good. Anyways, Fair. yeah. I reserve judgment on the story because I haven't gotten very far into it, but I was curious. Because I've I've heard very good things about it. But I've never gotten far enough because I like swimming around the ocean and staying away from the Leviathans. Mm. But also, like, when you get scared to that level, there is, like, a multi-day exhale. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't gone back in yet. Mm -hmm. After that harrowing. Yeah, I do. Especially now that I know I can turn them into either Thomas the Tank Engine or just make <laughs> them not attack me. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's was, was the Thomas the Tank Engine one real? Did you actually find that? No, I, I did link it in. The, oh, I didn't link it in the podcast chat. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and do that. Although what it does is it reskins all the creatures into memes. So you will also have um, a Peter from Family Guy as the manatees. Mm. You will have a Shrek. You will have a big Chungus as something. <laughs> so I I see. Yeah, yep. I mean, just you know, take. I feel take like what that's gonna really it. ruin the magic. Of the subnautical oh, it looks like world. The, the bone sharks are the Thomas the Tank Engines. Mm -hmm. There's Thanos. Um, also, it's kind of relevant. 
I'm not going to download that one. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going for passive reapers. The Reaper reapers. Leviathans are uh, Shrek. Fuck yeah. There you go. <laughs> Leviathans are Shrek. Mm -hmm. Just as scary. What a high quality mod right here. Hmm? Where's the nude mod? It's the one. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> Yo, somebody log in. You got to log in. Oh my god, that reminds me. I saw I saw a post on Reddit today of somebody who was like, I tier I, I I did a tier list of all of the video games that I own um in terms of how much rule 34 there is of it. And Subnautica was not in the lowest tier. <laughs> there was rule 34 Subnautica. I was like, oh hey, look, we played that game. I also saw Astroneer was not lowest tier, and I'm like, what? Who is this how? person who's playing like survival games? I have and some just... Googling to do after like, can we wrap this up, you guys? I have <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah. like yeah, I mean, what? Like, I will Astro say, Near Rule Thirty Four. I mean, I mean, there's Among Us Rule Thirty Four, so there's you know, it's it is Rule Thirty Four. Among Us was S tier, I believe. <laughs> That's really weird. I haven't seen like any. I've seen well, like troll shit. Clearly, you're not looking hard. Yeah, enough. that's that. I'm pretty sure that the troll shit is the shit, dude. But like, no, if you want like the fucking. If you want to be on the cutting edge, it's not the cutting edge, but the cutting edge of where interesting shit is in Rule 34 and video games, it's, think about this, right? I will pose to you a mental puzzle that you need to figure out, right? Mm -hmm. If you want a window, because I think it's ultimately like a lot of what we do is we want to like observe other people and want to observe other people's mindsets. And sometimes like, it's almost like an archaeological study of like, I think there's a lot in art when it's like, oh, why did they make something this way? Do you know what I mean? You can think about the thought process through that. I think the most interesting thing that's happening in terms of the archaeological study of Rule 34 at this moment is what did they do with all four of Ronnie's hands is a really interesting window. And I think a lot of people have not approached this well. I'm serious. It's you. If you want to look at something hilarious, it's this because it's like you'll see it because Ronnie has four hands. This is horrifying Ronnie. Ways, to me personally, but you can see Ronnie of character from Elden Ring. But you can see gotcha. okay. they have to think to themselves, what do I oh, do? With oh, these? do you understand? I was, I was, I was lit hearing R O N N Y as in mm. like the guy's name mm. Mm -hmm. as in like Ronald. And I was like, who the fuck is Ronald that you're talking about? <laughs> no, dude, someone the other day <laughs> rule also 34. About Maybe it's just my pronunciation. I think it's the most, yeah, it's gotta be you then. If I think a lot of people, people say Ranny. Ranny, Ranny is the name. Yeah. That sounds very Midwestern Ronnie. to me. Ranny. 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 Ronnie. Ronnie. No, but seriously, because a lot of it, you'll see they just, they don't know what to do with the other two hands, and they're just sort of like there. <laughs> and then some artists know what to do. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they have an idea. And I just think this is really important to understand that, like, some people are out there just trying to cash in, mm -hmm. and some people are out there trying to get to the next creative level. And I just think mm. that's a really interesting distinction and you can see it there. So yep. I mean, gotcha. I think if they're Where'd making Subnautica stuff, they've got to be creative. Agree. And a little bit indie. I, I mean, there's a lot of, there there's a lot of machines indie. in Subnautica, you know, interesting. playing around with. Mm -hmm. So a lot of fish. Yeah. What can you do with a machine and a fish? That's the real <laughs> question here. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. That's some podcast lore <laughs> shit. Yeah, great reference. Great reference. I use that reference really a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. All right. All right. Nice. Yeah. Other talking points. I have mostly 
dominated by making people talk about what I want to talk about. Anybody else? I mean, great. No, I mean, I just, I, I know we've already like kind of talked about it and then we kind of closed the chapter, but I guess I'll just reiterate like one more time, like sound design, great in this game, really good. I hope they got an award for it when it was out. The year they came out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, fair. I think I covered my list. It was like, what was it like? So it was Ronnie, so it was Roll Ronnie, 34, Thomas <laughs> the Dank Engine, and then yeah, it was yeah. the Hunt for Red October, and then, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I hit a lot of my points there. Great. I'm, you come in yeah. so prepared. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> All right. Then let's rate this thing. What's sad is, dude, there's another oh. point that I made. I can't remember what it is. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> fuck, there's another thing to add to that list. Fuck, man. You said you liked the base building. No, 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 no. I, this list is exclusively non-game things. No, 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 no. Subnautica, that's that's for you, for you guys to talk about and for me to talk about also, but... Red October. Yeah. Did we talk about No, we did talk about that. No, it was, oh, it was something from early on. I fucking forget, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. Nature. Nature. Fireworks. Fireworks. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. No, The Hunt for Red October was a good show, but no, yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. Shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's... Let's rate this bad boy. Mm -hmm. This is where we have the Mexican standoff where we're all pointing guns at each other. Like, who's going to review this first? So I'll go first. Um, oh, great. Because I'm, I'm in the awkward situation of not having done my homework. Um, and <laughs> um, But I really enjoyed the time that I had with this game. Um, I am looking forward to finding some time to, to dive back in. Um, oh, did we start the show with dive in? No, we did not, right? Oh, fuck. <clears throat> right? You guys right? have to re record the whole thing. Right? Yeah, we do have to re record the whole thing because we said <laughs> that we would start with that pun, well, but didn't instead, we also say that we would forget? Yeah, we, no, I said, I, we, I, no, I was on the forget camp and everyone else was fucking gaslighting me into this reality where we have memories. You're right. We're Come internally on, consistent. Come on, people. Mm hmm. All right, sorry, James, but no, well said, well said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give this game two thumbs. I think that 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 um, there's a lot of really great stuff in this game, and I'm looking forward to exploring some more, or maybe just hopping into the sequel uh, if and when we play that. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I guess I have to nominate the next speaker, um, and that's going to be McCoy. Okay. Get fucked. Sick. No, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I don't actually carry. mind reviewing the game. <laughs> and in fact, people like it when they pick me early because then I, when I just go for like 40 minutes, but don't worry, I'm not going to do that this time. But like okay. when I do that, you know, then it's, everyone else is like, well, you took all of our points because I was like listening or something, you know what I mean? And yeah. I stole all those points. Mm -hmm. So it's nice for me mm -hmm. to get out of the way early, but I won't do that. But yeah, like, I would just say, like, yeah, like, similar to James, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good stuff in this game. Like, um, I I definitely wouldn't claim to have, like, seen it at all. Like, that's because it's just, it's not, I'm not, like, a speed progressor in these types of games. And, in fact, I'm not really a game player of these types of games at all. Like, definitely my natural tendency is to leave them way earlier. Probably about 15 different endpoints, like, somewhere in them. But that doesn't mean I can't recognize quality when I see it. Like, it's it's clearly good. And I I just, I just enjoyed kind of, like, exploring. And like looking around and seeing the world that they had made. And like I said before, but like the comparison to Green Hell, both of them sort of having that nature, that real natural feeling 
connecting to both of them was like a super cool back to back. I thought for me at least, because both of them had that like interesting, like this feels like a sort of real, real, approximately real strategies to survive apply here. And that's just like a really cool place to have a game space to be. Um, yeah, I will say like, not that we need to go into the horror thing again, but it is, I think the most interesting about whether this game is scary or not is just simply all of the ideas about this game that came at us before we got to actually play the game and how much that colored all of our experiences. Hmm. Like, cause dude, that's like, obviously that's part of the reason why we started this podcast is so we can actually get to the, like, what are these games actually, but it's just truly amazing. The amount of forces of like, here's what this game is that comes to us. Like people playing this at Halloween and shit. You know what I mean? If you see that thumbnail of someone playing this at Halloween being scared, Oh, you know, they're making that face. It's like, it's like, that's going to like set a tone. And yes, it's true that the deep water is scary, but this game is like a lot more than that. It's more of like an intrigue, interesting, just sort of like survive game. And I will say that like, I definitely will play it more. Like this is this, I will definitely play more. Like, I feel like, like Astroneer is cool, but I don't know if I'll play it more. Like Don't Starve is intense and I will play it more maybe. And then Green Hell, I will play it more if I need to heat my room. Um, <laughs> we are moving somewhere. Might cold. be important in the mid in the Midwest. Yeah, understood. Understood. And <laughs> I will absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, play more. Um, because I just liked it, and actually, secretly, like I think, I kind of want to get a little bit into the base building. I've never done that in any video game, but I I kind of want to. Like I feel like it's just because there's something about the underwaterness of it that's just like super dope. Like I love honestly walking down that hallway, yeah, that troll ass hallway, hallway that I made. I actually love that. Um, but yeah, so let's see. That's all cool. I think two thumbs is good. I think that was a good place to put it. And I think I want to say that specifically to emphasize again that I'm not really the right person at, like, to, to like, totally grade this, but I would just say any person who liked this game and liked aspects of this game, the exploring, the intrigue, learning about the world, uh, just sort of like being crafty, figuring things out, dude, Outer Wilds, you've got to line it up seriously it feels like they're spiritually connected and it's time so okay um i'll pass to elena because she said get fucked <laughs> to me <Sorry>. earlier <laughs> yeah um nice i guess i've given some spoilers already into my rating of this game where pre-leviathan it was gonna be a gold star wow because I love that I love this game. I mean, I really do. It was like it was really fun to come back and play it three years after my original playthrough, both as a much better gamer with like just a really shockingly better grasp on how games work. I was so much better at it this time. Um, but also it just I really love the world of it. It really hits um, a pretty good spot for me in terms of like exp I like the exploration a lot. I feel really driven to go out and find different places in the world and just go see it all it very much taps into my like hoarding i love collecting stuff it's just but it's also just really pretty and really i'm going to use the word soothing and we'll come back to that but like pretty and soothing and um just really interesting and i think so well done as we've been talking about um i really really like this game however I do not enjoy the Leviathans, and that's just a personal choice. And it's actually not just Leviathans. Like, as Raphael mentioned, there are a couple other creatures in this game that are a sort of 
what did you call it? Raphael, you did such a good word for it. The only word I can think of is dystopian, and that's not it, but it, it was a word that starts with a D. It doesn't matter. The point is, um, they're unhappy to encounter the oh, dis distressing, I think. There we go. Distressing. Hmm. I think that distressing is a really good way to describe how I feel when I have to deal with those creatures. And it's just not what I'm looking for in this type of encounter. And it's not against the game. And it's not against people who do. And it's not against people who don't even think that's scary. For me, it was like, I mean, of course, it was like I had like an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. I had to come down off of that. I hated it. I was like, I will not go back out there. Um, and that's just, that's my own personal opinion. I don't know if because I don't swim and I'm really scared of the water, like in real life, very frightened of water. Um, I don't know like what, what part of my psyche means that those Leviathans are very distressing to me, but I don't like them. And so I'm giving this thumb eight, this, um, this game eight thumbs downs. Eight thumbs. No, I'm giving this thumb, I'm giving the game two thumbs or, um, yeah, two thumbs up. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. I think I'm losing it. You guys have been packing for days. I'm essentially delirious. But but no, I think that this game without Leviathans in it would probably be a gold star for me. But that's not what this game is. And that's just my own personal issues. Wow. Um, but with it in there, I think it's two thumbs up. It's really solid. It's really cool. It's really fun. Um, I'm really excited and curious to try out these mods that take them and make them passive because i feel like that might be the key for me is just not having to worry about them um because otherwise i think it's a it's a great game this one in green hell this is my these are my two favorites of the block do you think okay just like off that like do you think there's been a shift in like what you look for in a game like as you've gotten older or maybe more adult like in some sort of concept around like because as a kid, bro, I feel like I was, like, down for, like, all this, like, craziness. Like, the the distressing games. I was, like, oh, I was no, much I don't think I would have ever liked that. Okay, just not your style. Yeah, I don't think I wanted to, I don't want to be stressed out in that way. There's something about things that, like, chase you and, like, grab you and they're big and they're scary and make loud. I don't, I, yeah, it's just really not my thing. Mm -hmm. I was relieved to discover that I still like Subnautica because I feel like in the past couple of years I've struggled with finding games that I actually like to play for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I found a lot of games through the podcast that I like, and I found games through, like, listening to my, like, it turns out I fucking love Halo. Mm -hmm. But when I go and buy myself a game off Steam, it's mostly been misses for the past couple of years. And not like, ooh, it's close, I kind of like it, but like, oh my god, I hate this game. Why would I have chosen this? So it was nice to see that Subnautica was a game that I could come back to and still enjoy. Mm -hmm. And just in a different way. So yeah, mm -hmm. two thumbs up. And Zoe, you're up. Okay. Um, so I liked playing this game. I'm kind of like similar to echoing Elena's sentiments where it's like the minute I had like an, an adrenaline burst of like fear from either something attacking me um, that I wasn't expecting or, you know, seeing and hearing an attacking Leviathan for the first time. Um, like, this is definitely a game that I had to, I guess, take breaks on. Like, I'm definitely not in the Raphael camp of, oh, I got attacked, I'm going to power through. I'm definitely in the camp of, oh, I got attacked, I need to lie down for a minute. I need to, I need to shut this game off. Um, so, in a way, it's like, I, I really did like the exploration. I did like the... Um, the crafting, as well as just the, the systems of keeping your 
hunger and your thirst and your health up. Um, I think of all all the games we've played, maybe with the exception of one, um, like this was my favorite kind of system to start um, to really get into. And so I think as a result, like I want to give this like one and a half, but I know that we don't do this. I don't. It's not allowed. To me, it, to me, it's like the perfect one and a half thumb game because it's like I liked it up until getting attacked, and now I'm like kind of just happy not experiencing that part of the game. So then the question is, okay, well, if I don't experience that part of the game, have I really even played the game? Lots of questions to be involved. Um, I think what I'll end up doing, and I also want to like revise a rating that I've given before. Um, I, I'm going to give this one two thumbs. Um, and then what I also want to do now that I have played, thanks to Raphael's block, so many different survival crafting games, um, I think I'm going to give Astroneera two thumbs up. Uh, I think I originally gave it a one thumb up. Hmm. Um, but games like this one, like this one I can uh, maybe see myself coming back to. Astroneera has been a game that I have actually been returning to a lot. Um, especially in the past couple of weeks when I just want to play a game to like relax to and not feel stressed out about. Um, it's kind of been a nice comfort game. And you know, the survival parts of Astroneer are very minimal, really. It's just the it's just the crafting and just the exploration. All you have to worry about is your oxygen. And I think those are just kind of the survival games that I like the most, the ones that are just very simplified. Um, and when it comes to actually experiencing danger and threats to your life, like, I think Astroneer is definitely my limit. Like, Green Hell breached that limit a bit. Um, and I mean, Don't Starve, I, I think just Don't Starve was not the game for me personally, uh, just in terms of threats and everything. Um, so yeah, I going back though to Subnautica, I'll give this a two thumbs up. It's a very fun game and definitely like where I'm at with my limits of survival crafting. Nice. Okay. And so yeah, Raphael. Um, yeah, so, I mean, of course, you're all in incredible uncertainty right now about my rating. That's right. <laughs> and I'm going to try to prolong your anxiety about, like, what rating I actually give this as long as possible. Um, so, I mean, I think, like, actually Subnautica and Don't Starve, I think, were kind of two of my first survival crafting games, actually. Um, and Subnautica, like they were what made me interested in the genre and because they were amazing. Um, and so yeah. I, I'm actually like, I have not scuba dived before, but Subnautica made me want to. <laughs> Dude, you should. <laughs> and I guess awesome. kind of like what we said with uh, green hell, probably a similar thing applies to Subnautica where it's like, if you are considering scuba diving, play this game. And if you do, if you have a bad time, Mm -hmm. scuba diving might not be for you but it might still be for you but it'll give you information about it anyway mm -hmm. um but yeah so subnautica is a gold star game for me for sure um i also like really love the sci-fi aspects we we talked about that with like the aliens um i've really loved like the idea of uh designing and seeing like not necessarily alien creatures but like 
alternate versions of creatures. Uh, I think I was mm-hmm. chatting one time with one of you that like when I was growing up, my mom had these books on the shelf that I would like pull off and look at uh, where there were like alternate histories, like what would dinosaurs have evolved into uh, if like they, they hadn't had a mass extinction event and it like had all sorts of alternate dinosaurs. And there was one for like humans evolving after societal collapse uh, and no other children's I mean, like, book. <laughs> no, yeah. they, these were not children's books. Um, I would pull these off the shelves because they had pictures, and so like my initial pass was like, these are weird and creepy. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> mm-hmm. like l- later as I got older, like I actually started reading the text and understood like what what they were trying to go for. Uh, but yeah, so like the the alien creatures in Subnautica really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think they could do a bit better in, in biological inspiration here, but, uh, they're, they're cool enough. I'll, I'll give them a pass on that. Um, yeah. So gold star. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. It's been a crazy window into like, into these types of games. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's been so crazy that like, when we were, when we were sitting here talking with Michael about it, one of the things that he was saying is like. Oh, like, cause he, cause we were initially going to meet twice and then there was like conflicts for the first one and things were happening and we're moving or whatever. So like, shit's crazy. But like, it was interesting cause like he was saying like, oh, part of the, one of the most amazing parts about Subnautica is just the start of it. And just like, you don't know what to, how to do anything and you have to figure all that out. And I agree. And also though, because we've like, now I finally have experience in this genre though. Like I did feel like much more equipped. Like, I feel like I'm getting better as a gamer in this genre and i'm starting to see like parallels between them a lot better and like i feel like my objective became clearer faster and so it's just interesting it's just interesting to have played them all back to back to sort of like see you can very clearly see the differences and similarities and i feel like i'm well more much better equipped moving forward mm-hmm. and yeah. that's cool i think if i were to redo this block i would have put don't starve last actually because it is probably the most grueling of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's hard mode yeah mm-hmm. uh and not just in terms of difficulty but also in terms of like it really never lets up pressure on you right yeah uh, in, in a way that like in the other ones you all have some moment where you can be like okay i'm in a safe spot i can just chill like in don't starve you may be in a safe spot but you're still on a clock yeah yeah i mean it sounds like end game end game don't starve you can get to chilling but like that is like a little bit end game end game end game end game Whereas, yeah, I agree. And, like, it's 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 interesting to see how much, like, the games want to have a game after that break-even tread water point. You know what I mean? Like, is that finishing the game? Do you never get there? Do you get there and then does it hit you with the story? Do you know what I mean? It's interesting to see how they've, like, strategized about all those sorts of things. Because that's clearly what they think about when they're making them. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... That's definitely a common concept in survival games. Uh, I think it's just called the plateau, uh, or the plateau of stability. Um, and typically, like, whenever they do a DLC or a sequel or an add-on, like, one of their main objectives is how can we push that out further into the game so that you have more more of the, like, the main sequence, I guess, than the main experience mm-hmm. of the genre to to play with. And then so like in, in Don't Starve, for example, like they did this very directly with like in the original one vanilla, like without any DLCs, you just have like uh, summer and winter. And then their first DLC was like, let's do summer, winter, autumn, uh, spring. 
and have like new threats for all of those. And so you have a, a whole bunch more stuff to deal with and that prolongs the period where you're still, you still feel at risk, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I feel like that's, that's like what the hardcore of this genre or many of them like want. And I think also like what kind of defines it as hardcore, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would say like, that's really what the genre is about. And if you want something different then uh, there are, crafting non-survival games that are better catering to the experience you want like stardew valley i think is an example Mm -hmm. yeah where it's like it's not a survival game Mm -hmm. but it is like crafting building um yeah yeah and like um fuck that really happy like like goo fucking Uh, slime rancher slime Slime rancher Rancher. right slime rancher is kind of that in that way yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i will say is that like and i was we were talking about this on fucking slime rancher but like you know for me personally like that art style is not my style but i will say it is goddamn distinctive i can still feel the presence of that art style now when i'm thinking about these different games it might be the loudest like art style and like ethos or whatever of a game like what what it's got one of them they're so aggressively cute those slimes and they bounce and shit and there's yeah, noises i'm just like hearing their bouncing noises and their little like yeah. joyful <laughs> Yeah, I've never right? really right? felt joy like I felt joy when I got them a bell to play with. Yeah. That was maybe like the highest high of my gaming career. <laughs> you were just going to be like, I've never felt joy. <laughs> <And> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> <I was> just... <laughs> no, like there's never been a peak like that moment when I got my cat slimes a bell. I think it's the cat slimes. No, no, it's the firefly ones. Mm-hmm. You get them a bell yeah. and they're so happy. Like, that's peak gamer. Mm-hmm. That's better than beating Melania in fucking Elton. We had a really great Melania. We don't have to go into Elden Ring Corner if we don't want to today because we're sort of... Elden Ring Corner. We did have a... We, we're we, still we... playing. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, 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 well, Gabe's on NG plus seven, which is the final iteration, the hardest that mm-hmm. everything goes. And then if we go in there... As two people who have just barely beaten the game. I mean, I've beaten the game and played a fuck ton afterwards, but in a, on a capped level cap PvP character that doesn't yeah. grow. And then Elena's beaten the game. I'm 125. Yeah, so you're like a meta level, basically. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, we've been playing on NG7, and it's like, so you've beaten the game seven times, right? That would be appropriate for this. And we're like, no. And then Gabe's like, oh my god, the weight on my back. <laughs> trying to like yeah shout out to gabe for letting us come along it's just really <laughs> we're really weighing him down you know what i will say is that as much as he deserves exactly exactly um but i will say like with with many of the bosses we've really really struggled obviously like because just our damage output isn't necessarily super optimal and then Elena's just learning about blood hunt step and how to use it effectively in fights and stuff because you can't use lion's claw at the same time yeah which is um but melania though gets not only staggered by Lion's Claw, but actually downed mm-hmm. to the floor when hit with Lion's Claw. And it is something that even Gabe's double giant hammers with a jumping at, at like double attack can't do. Yeah. And it is this like miraculous thing to watch the first time that we saw it. Like we were all just hitting Melania, like because you want to, you, you, you juggle her aggro, but also her staggering. Like, cause she's a very like, I hesitate to use the word fair fight, but I think in many ways she's fair fight. She respects being staggered. She respects being poked. She doesn't have like infinite poise like a Radagon does. And so like you can poke her and then she'll like flinch and she has certain moves with hyper armor. But if you 
get to her before she uses those moves and she can't and the first time when we're all like trying to try this like and and we see we see you just hit lion's claw and she hits the ground like the ground and then we all just like pile on top of her for a second and get some like a good damage chunk in there and maybe like a bleed proc it was just like it was like it was dazzling it was just it was actually crazy like i think gabe literally like gasped like <laughs> having played the game like seven times over and being like oh like you can do that so yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. very fun still very fun i've now decided okay we'll see listen update later if i get banned for this okay but i have and i'm announcing this because fuck it come at me from soft i used a fucking program to copy my save so now i have forever etched in stone my pvp character at 177 which is way too high but it's okay um and right, I now have a second. If you want to report McCoy, email fromsoft at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Fromsoftreports at gmail. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is not real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if it's real or not. But it might be. We don't know. It's, if it's low real. chance it's real. <laughs> it, it was made up, and it, it is a, there's a possibility that it's real. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Don't add us if your complaint doesn't get through to yeah, FromSoft. Fucking add us if your complaint doesn't get the, through to FromSoft. But yeah, like. So, so I've now made a second character and that character I'm leveling and stuff. And so that's, so now I'm going to like NG plus with that character and like do other things with that character. But I have this other one that sits there forever now with like the beaten game and all the stuff. And yeah, so we'll see, we'll see if I get banned. But I, I, the second I did that, I was like, oh, this is joyous. Cause I get to like respec and try out faith casting. I was doing faith casting, throwing lightning bolts in our most recent like try thing. And I was doing heals. I was trying to be a healer at like a buffer. So people would like get hit by bosses and be like, oh, fuck, be Bloodhound stepping out. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> like with this like AOE heal and they'd like Bloodhound step back to me. And it was, it was nuts. It was nuts. Cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, it turns out that game just keeps on giving. It will never stop giving. Mm. Mm-hmm. And taking, depending on how you figure, you know. Yeah. Time and, and life. So, yeah, cool. That's it. I just wanted to say that I'll we're still doing that. NG7 is insanely hard. Yeah. With three people, with three people time scaling, it's insanely hard. It's not like like literally the way that it will go is Gabe will be like, "Hey, we're fighting Malaketh, and it's really hard." So either it's the three of us, and we can keep trying if you're enjoying the challenge and we're getting wrecked, or I can just do this solo, and the scaling is so much less, and my mimic here is so strong that like I'll just beat this and I'll see you back on the other side. And we can do the next boss. <laughs> like it's literally like you. So it's. But once he basically under... just lets us play with him for a little while, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go actually do this, though. <laughs> we progressed a couple times, though. But it's just, yeah. it, but once you see it like that, and you recognize that at, for whatever reason with the equation that we've put in there, whether it's that we're too low level or that it's triple scaling on NG plus 7 is so hard, you start to recognize that there's a different game, like an almost end game MMO-style rating thing in there, and that's a totally different thing. And it feels really fun and i say really viable like whereas when you're on the first playthrough it feels like you're just trashing everything by adding people and it feels very unfair whereas here it feels very fair and very fun and very interesting like it values people who have ranged builds who can sit in the back and just deal consistent dps it values tanks who want to be sitting there dodging stuff so it's it's going into that mmo territory and it's just really interesting to see that it's it's past the first playthrough that you really really see it but it is there and quite cool quite fun Cool. That's it. All right. That's the official end. <laughs> okay. Bye. -bye, -bye, -bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right.